Meth. Meth is how he does that. Uh, folks, welcome to Pod Minutes to Cast Night. It's the Two Minutes to Late Night podcast. It's not like the show. On this show, we listen to albums that are critically considered to be bad albums, and then we try to find something good about them. You're here with three members of the Two Minutes to Late Night Writers Room. Uh, hi, I'm Jeremy Hammond, and uh, I got a tattoo of palm trees in New York, which Drew told me is weird. It is. I agree with Drew. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what's up? I'm Drew Kaufman, and uh, somebody took a shit outside of my office, and it was so big they had to call a specialist to clean it up. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) A specialist? A big shit specialist? This this little guy just, like, cleaned it up, and it was just, like, it was so big and stinky that he had to, like, power wash it and stuff. And he, instead of saying, like, I'm sorry, would say thank you. So he just, like, kept thanking everybody walking into the building for the work, I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. The economy's fucked, man. I just want to know what the, like, does he have a master's degree in removing shit? <laughs> he has a PhD, pretty huge dumps. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, folks. You can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and I'm Jordan Olds, and I took that pretty huge dump. <laughs> um, and today we have a guest uh, with us, filling in, uh, just filling in for just so that this isn't a bunch of dudes talking about a wrestler's album. Yeah. Uh, we have Cat Jones, my roommate from, from Kerrang. Say hi, Cat. What's up? Yeah, they live together at Kerrang. We live together at the Kerrang office. Are we Kerrang roommates? <laughs> yeah, 100%. We should get a James Headfield poster for our bathroom. Ooh, that's a good idea. Really I mean, I'm all for James Hetfield being all over the place in my life. So. <laughs> but what era of James Hetfield would you get? Ooh, like 89. Mm-hmm. Like, so is that like, like the full-on mullet? Yeah, like, sh- mullet and, and also, handlebar like, mustache yeah, handlebar. thing that connects like oh, the Lemmy. Oh, so hot! Yeah, I love that's it. Good. That's a good James. That's the be- that's the best era of James because he found a facial hair that like really works for his face and also covers his acne scars. <laughs> <laughs> also, James Hetfield is a NorCal redneck just like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would if I was gonna get a picture of James Hetfield for my bathroom, I would go for. Uh, the uh, uh, some kind of monster era sobriety glasses. Ooh, yes, Ooh, yeah. I just forgot and it would just about be that. like a headshot, like a tasteful headshot of him <laughs> and his glasses, and like framed and like an eleven by seventeen. <laughs> Specifically, eleven by seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like classic. The only you know? size that will do. <laughs> like, you guys are yeah. all a bunch of posers. I would have a <laughs> iPad constantly playing the trailer for that new Ted Bundy movie where he plays a cop. <laughs> Because James Hetfield has always been a cop, and now it's proof. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I like, th- I do like that headshot idea though, because it looks like, like with those glasses, he'll look like he was just auditioning to play someone's boyfriend on Sex in the City. Yeah, totally. He's <laughs> yeah. like, uh, he was um, auditioning for like pretty much anything. He lost out to Skeet Ulrich a lot. Oh, a hundred. 
who's also a total babe. God. Yes, he is. Jesus He's a very Christ. hot person. And he outlived Luke Perry. He, oh, Aww. come All on. Right. They're both on Riverdale. That's the connection. I know. <laughs> Jordan and I watch Riverdale together, and half of it is just us going, God, why is he so hot? It's all, we're watching it just to see how handsome Skeet Ulrich is, because the plot is, has gone straight, literally into a river. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is the weirdest show I've ever seen in my entire life. It's so strange, and it just keeps getting fucking weirder as it goes. Weirder. And we haven't even gotten to the third season yet. We're still on... We just finished season two, I think? Yeah. Yeah, I think I might be thrown in the towel at yeah. this point. You know what? I think it's been a good run. Yeah, yeah we had a fine. lovely time. We don't need to <laughs> I, go further. I had to quit once Jughead like joined the gang full time, oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, so, so I'm just going to keep seeing more of this ridiculous gang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, speaking of brands that never die, Kat, you had something really cool happen to you with a social media intern today, right? Uh, I don't know if it was a social media intern. So basically what happened is at Kerrang, it's my job to produce our live events and whatnot. So we have like sometimes we have musicians that come to the office and do interviews. And sometimes we do this thing called the K-Pit where a big band plays in a, a tiny bar. And we did one. We did a K-Pit with Daughters. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and today Chris Novoselic, the bassist of Nirvana, found it and tweeted about it. <laughs> so from the official Nirvana from the official account. Nirvana account, yeah. which and we so, all it, found out today exists. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's the same account they've had since 1989. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it wasn't an intern. I know it was actually him because he sent an email to. Um, the creative director of Kerrang! in the UK saying, hey, I'm watching the Daughters K-Pit right now. This is awesome. They're punkers. He <laughs> used the word punker, which is hilarious. <laughs> but also, if Chris Novoselic uses the word punker, then that word is fine to use because he knows better than we do. It's super funny. But yeah, it was fucking wild. Nirvana tweeted something that I produced today. It's fucking nuts. That's really crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that rules. I love those dudes. Uh, shout out to Daughters. They're good. They're good folk. But uh, yeah, th- just do not. They all look like children of Nick Cave. <laughs> Which is awesome. Because I love that. Have you seen Nick Cave's kids? They're beautiful people. Oh, they're beautiful. With parents like that, how could they not be? Yeah, hundred percent. Do you guys think uh, that Pat Smear gets access to the Nirvana Twitter? (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Do you think he was in for long enough? (laughs) They probably make him run that because he also has to run the Sunny Day Real Estate one too, right? And Pat Smear is running the Foo Fighters and, <laughs> and Sonny Davis. He's just the social media guitarist. Yeah, his resume says Foo Fighters, and then it says, like, freelance uh, guitarist slash social media <laughs> Guys, listen, I can't put your the germs account on my phone. It only lets me have three. I think this is what Pat Smear sounds like. I don't know what he sounds like, but probably that. Probably he's li- that. Just, actually, he's just like a re- has a very soft voice. Oh, really? He's just like, hi, I'm Pat. I'm, I'm Pat. sure he's a nice guy. I just hope that he's Dave nice. Grohl has access to the Nirvana Twitter because a few months ago I wrote this like really impassioned essay about how I've always been in love with Dave Grohl since I was like 15. And we tagged them in it, I think, when we tweeted it. So yeah. I just hope that means that Dave Grohl has read it. <laughs> You, one of these days, you're going to get a gift of him mailing you a Coors Light. <laughs> I want him to mail me himself. 
Oh, this is uh, just a, a public service announcement uh, for everybody listening at home and, and, and for you all. Uh, Jordan, I think I've told you about this before. One of my favorite things to do when I listen to Nirvana is uh, I will follow the drum track, and every time the bass drum hits, I will say in my head, Dave, and every time the <laughs> snare hits, I say, Grohl, and it makes every Nirvana song so much fun. <laughs> Dave to Grohl. <laughs> yeah. Because you just picture him, because he's so young in that band, and he's yeah. adorable. <laughs> just picturing him in his head just being like, Dave, Grohl, Dave, Grohl, Grohl. <laughs> Um, all right, well, uh, before we get started with the album, uh, did anybody listen to anything cool this week? It doesn't have to be new, just, it can be cool. You guys threw so much shit at me at the last episode. (laughs) Katie, like, flew off the handle. Uh, It's never had to be a new thing. It's never, (laughs) was not the rule of it. You just, did you listen to anything that you like? Can I? Uh, this isn't something I listen to, but I want to plug something that's music related. Yeah, uh, I found a uh, short documentary piece on YouTube uh, called "By Any Means: A Brief History of Black Flag." Now it sounds like, hmm, do we need another Black Flag thing? The answer is, you do. It's really good. It's the guy did a fucking fantastic job on it. Like I have been a fan of Black Flag since I was a fucking child. And I felt like I knew everything about Black Flag. I didn't know everything about Black Flag. There's all sorts of interesting shit in this fucking huh. thing. It's real good. Worth checking it out. Everybody check it out. It's real good. And it's also made in like the style of a uh, like a loose change uh, conspiracy theory documentary where like half of it is just like Google Earth footage zooming in on parts <laughs> of L.A. <laughs> That's awesome. Every time he talks about like anything that happens in their history, he just zooms in on it on Google Earth. That's amazing. And hey, you know I love that. <laughs> we that just had a conversation rule. earlier about how Jeremy really loves to just, in his spare time, look up random cities on Google Maps. I look at the Palm Springs airport. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Is on is You're what's right, on Jeremy. your arm? A image from the Palm Springs airport? It's just from Palm Springs. I got engaged there. Oh, this okay. is an engagement Sorry. tattoo. Oh, That's okay. the weirdest part of it all. Jeremy's going to get married. <laughs> it's crazy, right? You didn't think people this autistic would get married. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, when I first saw the tattoo, I was like, it looks uh, I, I was like, it looks nice, but it also looks like uh, a, like a Mondo art poster for like Miami Connection or something. <laughs> Just a beautiful poster for a bad movie. <laughs> I can't see it, so I just assume that what you have is the like a cup from In and Out tattooed on your forearm. That would rule. I'm yeah. gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna get that tattoo. I'm gonna get the same tattoo Travis Barker has, where he's like the dag nasty. Can I say? But it's just to say In and Out. <laughs> that rules. Um, we got to talk about the new pop. The new pop. Yeah. Yeah. New, new pop rules. Up, it's really it's incredible. fucking good. It's very good. Stop. If you haven't listened to it yet, stop listening to our podcast and listen to it. It's great. It is my favorite of their albums. It's yeah, really cool. I don't want to do that thing where it's like, oh, like this is so much better than their other stuff because I love their other stuff. But like this is just like it's incredible. It's just they've 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 grown so much and you can hear it in every song and it's just it's fucking amazing. And my mom likes it too. <laughs> That's the important part. It's Susan for Kaufman moms. approved. Um, yeah, no, it's just like a really, it's a really creative, uh, like, uh, 
It's it's the it's the most I've ever liked this type of music is this album. Yeah. Like like a fuzzy um like like a fuzzy kind of punk kind of garage thing where everybody looks like they uh are in a Terminator movie and they teleported without clothing and landed in front of a Bass Pro shop. <laughs> and then just that's where they got their clothing. Well, the thing is um, it makes sense that you like pup because like they are like probably the most virtuosic punk band out there right now like they are the most like complex punk band currently playing i think yeah well especially in this album i just like their crafty use of like I, like I, I heard like the little fuzzy guitar minis i was like this is lovely yeah it's a lovely way to to, to put this whole thing together totally yeah although have you ever checked out uh tony molina no. I feel like you'd kind of like Tony Molina. I probably would like Tony Molina. Because everything... His I whole, like that name. It's very fun. He's got a very good name. Uh, his whole <laughs> shtick is uh, he plays these like really short little songs that sound like early Weezer. And then the end of it is just like a wild uh, like guitar mini solo that just goes on for a while. Love it. And like that's like half of his songs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's on, that's on brand for me. Kat, did you listen to anything you liked this week? I listened to so much stuff this week that Dude. sometimes I don't even know where to begin. Um, today, I listened to the new Big Business album that's coming out on Friday, and it's cool. extremely, extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yesterday, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to be saying this on a podcast, but yesterday was the 25th anniversary of Offspring's Smash. Yes! And uh, and I I learned about that yesterday when I was at work, and so I was like, you know, it's been forever since I've listened to that record. It's so fucking good. What was it the last time you just ass. Like, it's sat so down good. and listened to The Offspring? Okay, can I tell a quick story? Please do. Uh, I I love that album so goddamn much, but it's been forever tainted for me in a weird way because my old roommate from like when I was in college, uh, this uh, this guy I lived with in Bushwick. Uh, that was his album that he would put on when he had sex with his girlfriend. Oh, no. And he would, like, blast it. And you know what the first track of that album is? Remind me. (laughs) It's the dude just like, all right, time to sit back, relax, (laughs) and enjoy the jams. (laughs) Ew. Ew. It starts into, like, what is it, like, nitro youth energy or whatever? Wait, so... Th- this was the same woman every night, or this is like multiple women. Like this is the this no, is the no, album no, no, no. I this, go this to. This is the same woman. It's his monogamous long term partner. And so, so like theoretically, she's into this too, or she's just like, oh god, well, I'm just gonna deal with. The this. thing is, I don't think either of them are into it. I'm pretty sure it's just the only CD he had, and we had like a very small apartment. He just wanted to like be courteous. Wow. But it's just like so every just time like, I well, heard that, this is the record that I'm gonna put on so that Jeremy doesn't hear me boning. <laughs> Essentially, yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Maybe he was looking out for you because he knew how much you loved it. Maybe. Like, that could Look, very I want well Jeremy be. to have a good time while I'm having a good time. <laughs> and it's awkward sometimes... So he's putting on, the, like, that's his sock on the door, is Offspring. It's <laughs> Offspring Smash. You know what uh, hasn't stood the test of time? Uh, Americana. Oh, it's so fucking lame. What a Not bad only is album. it lame, 
But it's if, if you're a Weird Al fan, it is impossible to listen to Pretty Fly for a White Guy and not sing Pretty Fly for a Rabbi. I Every time I... I forget that that's not the real song. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Every fucking time. I, when I remember this pretty fly for a white guy, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> that feels like the mashup or the weird parody. Um, but it has Why Don't You Get a Job, which is a fantastic song. That's a pretty good song. That's, that's the only song. one on it that really... Oh, and the one that's like uh, about all his friends who like uh, uh, didn't become rock stars. <laughs> Like all his friends he knew who just like had to like get real jobs. <laughs> what is that song called? The kids are all right or something. Oh, the like kids that? aren't all right. Aren't all right. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. it's very clever. <laughs> so in like oh, 2008 no. or something, somehow a bunch of my friends in San Francisco and I all got free tickets to go see them, and and they were like still somehow a band, um, and. We were like, fuck it. That sounds really fun to go for free. Yeah. The Warfield in San Francisco. And uh, they played all their hits and yep. they still had spiked bleached hair exactly like they did in the 90s. It's but they're amazing. all like fat and bloated. Dude, I was like, you know, I got to I gotta respect just like hanging on to that brand. <laughs> How yeah. wild is it that Dexter Holland has a fucking PhD? I did not know that. Yeah, and yeah. that's amazing. He's a PhD in like in like a hard science. Like that, it's not a like a it's not in like literature or something like that. He has a real doctor PhD. That's like uh, how every member of the New Day in WWE has like a like a doctorate. They're all doctors <laughs> and they're jumping out of cereal boxes and it's awesome because everybody um, knows you need a backup plan. You need a fucking backup. Listen, listen if this cereal unicorn fake fight isn't working out <laughs> i'm going to be a doctor um that's really funny uh i the weird old punk show i got invited to is uh one time at my old comic shop i helped uh mark hoppus uh find comic books and he liked them a lot and like came back to the shop and invited me to I think it's the last Tom Blink-182 show that they uh-huh. were doing where they played the self-titled album, like, front to back. Yeah. And um, uh, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I, <don't, laughs> I said, like, I, I, I said it was stoked, and my, like, co-worker was, like, freaking out and, like, asked me if he could go. I was like, yeah, man, I don't really care about this <laughs> and we can go uh, and it was really weird to go see these men who dress exactly like uh it's weird to see mark hoppus up close because uh he definitely has hair plugs for his really? hair there's no way that's those aren't hair plugs probably i don't huh. know i'm sorry mark hair plugs are pretty obvious because they're so like they're like really uniform and in a row, and hair yeah. doesn't really yeah. grow like it's, that. It's like to, you know what? Live your fucking uh, live your truth, like make it happen. But I just uh, it made him seem a little bit like an android. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I like was talking to him. I was like, I feel if it, it felt like someone sent a Mark Hoppus robot to kill me. Oh my god! <laughs> well, and like to lure and you to the I comic felt, books and then kill you. <laughs> he then like we then uh uh, it, uh like. When the show was over, I went to say thank you, and we took like a picture together. And I was just, I was like, genuinely trying to smile, but it looks like I'm scared, and I kind <laughs> of am. <laughs> Who initiated Mark, the picture? Um, uh, 
I think the 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 coworker that I was with, like, I was just going to say like thank you, uh, and then I was gonna leave. Yeah. Um, and then my uh coworker was like, like, hey man, let's let me get like a picture. It was really uh the coworkers were really nice. Mark Havis, genuinely a really nice guy. Also thought he might be a robot trying to kill me. I'm just saying. Okay, can I really quickly before <laughs> yeah. we move on because we are running very long in this intro totally. segment. Uh, I have uh, two things I got to plug after you, but yeah. Okay. Uh, One of them is your hair, Jeremy. One of my first uh, Hard Times articles that I ever got uh, put on the site was uh, meet the 181 blinks that didn't make it to market. And it's all these Photoshop pictures of them looking like weird alien cyborg things. And I have all sorts of weird pictures like Mark Hoppus with like an extra eye or no nose or like his (laughs) eye is a little bit droopy. Yeah. Because he looks like a fucking android. He's so weird looking. You know what he looks like? He looks like if you left Jew Law in a bucket of water for a week. (laughs) Yes. He's Jude Law if he got the hair plugs. Um, maybe I, he might not ha- have hair plugs. He just might be a very symmetrical person, and I'm not used to seeing that. Yeah, listen, his his mother is Lithuanian. His father is a doll. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, other new songs that came out this week that are also cool that are not pup uh, that I liked. Um, the new Knocked Loose song is a fucking banger. It's awesome. The video is very stupid uh-huh it is just a throwback to like old it's like a hardcore video where they're playing in a white room and some goop falls down but it's blue goop so it looks just like toilet cleaner is falling all <laughs> over and like spraying out of this guy's mouth i can't like i know they thought it would be cool to do blue but it just literally looks like an exploding porta potty <laughs> uh but the song rules <laughs> Do you guys remember that there was a day because Macho Man died uh, on this day that people thought the world was going to end? Do you remember that? I do remember that, Drew. And people were like, Macho Man died, went up there, dropped an elbow on Jesus. <laughs> and now we're now we're all alive still. It was May 20th, 2011. I don't remember oh, why. Oh, it's the other one. Yeah, the, that was the one that they bought a bunch of billboards for. Yeah, yeah that the world was oh. ending. It, I remember there was, it wasn't like the Mayan prophecy. It was like yeah. some crazy cult that like decided to it was, uh, it was televangelize this. <laughs> All right, let's get in to this album. Does anybody, Cat, uh, how do you think it's, this it's, album happened? Wait, it's uh, uh, for the folks at home, it's, it's Macho Man Randy Savage, Be a Man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is that. It's the Macho Man's rap album uh since yeah since lucy is not here today cat how do you think this album happened well an hour ago i didn't know i was going to be on this podcast right and i heard you guys listening to the record in the living room and i thought that it was dmx so (laughs) (laughs) i have no no other wisdom to share (laughs) you thought it was like sesame street dmx i thought i thought I was like, oh, they must be listening to a DMX song that features Randy Savage. <laughs> well, they both like to drive drunk. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. That's not how he died, is it? 
No, I think he had an enlarged heart from cocaine. Yeah, he did. Uh, or from being a wrestler. <laughs> or from steroid, every yeah. single time that he had to, like, strain his neck that hard when he was doing that <laughs> voice. Like, we were watching that stuff earlier. I mean, I will admit I did not grow up on wrestling. I, I didn't know anything about him before today. Uh-huh. Sorry, everybody listening. You're fine. Um... But That's the he, he has show. like he has like veins bursting out of his neck. And I was like, oh, no wonder he died of a heart attack. Yeah, he's yeah. redirecting so much blood to the wrong places. Right? But that's just also how he talks. Like when we watch that like interaction with he and him and Fifty Cent, his voice naturally is, oh yeah, good to good to meet you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad we're on tour together, brother. <laughs> You want to say brother, but it's not I do him. want to say brother, but it's not his catchphrase. We're jumping ahead because we have to talk about the 50 Cent thing. But first, we have to talk about this album, which is a rap album by Macho Man Randy Savage put out in the year 2003, which yes. is both too late and too early for it to have happened. <laughs> I agree. It's also it's uh, it is the weirdest time period. It, it's an album that sounds like it came out in 1993. Yeah. Yeah. Production wise. When we talked about it, I thought it was gonna have been from the same time period as the the Hulk album, the the Hulkster in Hollywood, whatever that one is. I, the, oh, the wrestling boot band. <laughs> yeah, the one that was the B side of the Jerky Boys. Yeah, uh, that one. Yeah, I what thought it was gonna be from that period. And when I listened to it at first, I was like, "Oh, this is from that time period." And then you were like, "It's from 2003," and I was like. Well, fuck! Everything I had to say about this is wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, I thought it sounded very 2003 because it had like the production quality and like there was a fake DMX on it. There was a fake Nelly. Like other than like the stock guitar stuff, it sounded a lot like that. Like bad. It sounded like knockoff Crunk. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, that's the thing is the guitar on it sounds is the most. It's weird. Yeah, the guitar is the most dated feeling thing on it. Yeah, because um, it feels like it's from that that late eighties, early nineties period. Well, because like you, you hear th- him in the song, he's when he's like, eh, "How about this? We got, we got rap and we got rock and roll." And it's like, yeah, you would say rock and roll. <laughs> There's a, a little bit of rap, a little bit of rock and roll. We skipped that song, I think. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, we li- I had to listen to this album twice. Losers? It's the best. But uh, like, what, what do you think about the sound of the album, Cat? I thought it was fun as hell. <laughs> I loved it. I yeah. Here's the thing: if you can get past the sentence, Randy Savage. If you push that aside, like if you can get over Randy Savage, the Macho Man has a rap album. It is the best possible outcome of what that could be. Yeah, yeah. It's truly the greatest scenario that could come from that situation. <laughs> Completely. I think it's not for what it uh, for for like you know we've heard the wrestling boot band as a gag. This is a this is a Grammy award winning. That's the thing. That. That's what I was gonna say. Is like when I was listening to it in the context of this happened around the same time as the Wrestling Boot Band. I was like, well, this beats the shit out of that. <laughs> but now that I know that like they're not comparable, really. I mean, aside from yeah. the fact that they're like wrestler music projects, like it also just is really fun. <laughs> like I don't know what to say about it except that like it's really. Fucking fun! Mm-hmm. I really enjoy like, this. Are album. you murder? It's super it's funny. So much like fun. I, I would never. I, it, this wasn't. It wasn't difficult to listen to. 
But that's also because we are all for people who like DMX anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so we all like a we all like a voice that sounds like we we like Super Dave Osborne and we like DMX <laughs> and this is what happens when those two things are together. What year was the peak of DMX's career? 1999. Okay, it hasn't so he's, peaked he's yet. just ripping off DMX. Like, blatantly. oh, he totally is. Okay, there's no part of him that's not ripping off DMX. I mean, at the same time, I kind of respect it. Like, he pulled it off. Yeah, he did. I I think that's probably what happened. Is like DMX existed, and then someone was like, "This guy sounds like the Macho Man." <laughs> <laughs> and he was probably just, and the Macho Man was like, I, "I'll get it on this." Like, it makes sense that a wrestler um, would think he could do a rap album because most, until I think three years ago, every wrestler's promo was improv. Yeah. No one, I think they write them now and that, like, that's a thing, but uh, every... Every day, Randy Savage would have to walk into a room and just make up three minutes of something. And until three about years fighting. ago, like most hip hop was really tough. And yeah. like now it's become extremely cool to be like, actually, this hip hop's about how I'm depressed and I hate everything. Yeah. But like until three years ago, that was not the case. There was like a lot of projection of like this hyper masculine image of like the the rapper as like alpha male. And like it makes sense that the two of them would coalesce in that way. I don't think we're qualified. Uh, any of us are qualified to talk about what hip hop was. That, that's three. fair. I'm I just, just saying. I, I recently have gotten very into SoundCloud rap. And, oh Jesus uh, Christ! There, there is a lot of like very emotional hip hop now, and that's really all I'm saying. Well, okay, but so so I read I read a little bit up on this album because I was fascinated by it, and um, what was really interesting is that uh, so. I read an interview with his his ex-wife or I guess widow and um, she was talking about how Randy was from Florida and loved hip hop. It's what he listened to and he really thought that this album was going to be good and actually like when the reviews came out and people panned it and laughed at it, it really broke his heart. He really oh. thought that this was going to be like a big thing. And the production company that made it um, or you know the record label that made it was actually pretty huge in hip hop. They had made a bunch of like really important hip hop albums, and uh, yeah, he really broke his heart. That's so it's, sad. I feel so bad the for the Macho Man. Well, you know, um, I I feel bad for him too. I what the Macho Man has been a very surprising thing in it, it through my, I because I have a weird history with him because I'm also a very uh, I'm like new to to wrestling uh-huh. and stuff and uh I've known just like uh I just recently had to watch a match for a nobody's episode that had the macho man in it uh-huh. and forever I thought that like the macho man was just was just the voice just like the oh yeah and like doing promo and like cream rising to the top and like doing right, weird right, right. magic yeah. um i thought it was just going to be that he's 
an incredible wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like yeah. the top of the game when he was like, around. But not like uh, like I thought he was champion just because he was like a big guy. Uh-huh. He is a swan of a man. Like <laughs> he, uh, he just, one of the most the weirdest thing was realizing I'm like this is one of the most graceful men to ever be alive, and he talks <laughs> like this. So I couldn't believe it. Like, he, he, an unbelievable timing. So I feel like, based on just everything about him, of course he thought that he could be, like, a hip-hop artist. Like, Listen to me, I sound like a lawnmower. I could probably also just, like, but I, I, I'm like Michael Flatley. But the <laughs> thing is, too, that he, uh, he thought he could do anything. Yeah. You know, he just has that kind of personality where, like, anything that he comes across, he's like, oh, yeah, brother, I could do that. Brother, we put in the brother every time. That's Hulk Hogan. Anyway, yeah. so, uh, Hulk Hogan is a racist, and yeah, we don't like Hulk Hogan. We'll get to that uh, when we get to the yeah. the breakdown of the song. Do you think but- that Macho Man's persona was like something that he created as like a side effect of being such a graceful little boy? May- he comes from. Uh, I found out through another episode. He comes from a wrestling family. Oh, that makes and, sense. Yeah, and this was like his father was a wrestler. His brother is a wrestler who is completely different than him. Also a swan. But his brother was a character called the genius. And he would do... And it, oh, that's that's actually it ties into this too. His brother was called the genius. Uh, comedian and, and also wrestler Colt Cabana told us that he his thing was he would do poetry. Every one of his, po- uh, his promos rhymed uh-huh. and he spoke very softly and he was like I will get you Hulk Hogan so that's Randy Savage's brother I was hoping has he was going to be hair. the macho man Michael Savage <laughs> <laughs> no their family name isn't the macho man <laughs> what oh but what I was going to say before is like in terms of the macho man thinking that he could do anything yeah. we watched a promo that he cut before we started taping where he just does close-up magic with these like little creamer packets, and it is love the that. fucking coolest thing I've it ever is the seen. Coolest fucking thing I've ever is the best wrestling promo I've ever seen in my entire life. He keeps pulling out little creamers, and to make reference that he is the cream of the crop, he throws them, or is hiding them on the interviewer and yeah. just pulling them out of frame. <laughs> and the interviewer keeps a completely straight face the entire the time. Yeah, he's unimpressed by he's the creamers. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could not care any less about the creamers. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. That's the best thing about this album to me. Is like I thought going into it, like I knew that I remember uh, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan having a feud. And so this is a hip hop album. So I thought like it was going to come in like with a Tupac style diss track, you know, like, ooh, that's why I fucked your bitch, you know. But um, the the actual reality is like this is like an album that you would play at a barbecue. Yeah, this is a bar mitzvah rap album. He says kick your butt like 30 times. He won't say ass. He won't say ass. He won't say fuck. He won't say any curse word. He'll only say. (laughs) He'll bleep shit. Instead of saying poop or something, <laughs> but he only says butt or derriere. And he's, he's extremely like a- happy to say the R slur. Yeah, he say, he'll say the R slur with well, the Alex problem word. <laughs> Will this, or was this like a like a decision that he made, or did, did some 
like PR person tell him that he'd sell more records if he did that or something? Or was like, was that part of his shtick? I think that he comes from a time where like wrestling was for children. And this mm. is so clearly targeted towards also a wrestling aud- audience because he makes so many references yeah. to like, I'm out of the ring, but I'll fucking still stab you. But no, but actually, but nicely, yeah. like I'll it's, still it's it's very reminiscent of uh to make the comparison again from the uh wrestler boot thing uh uh the I want to be a hulkamaniac have fun with my family and friends you know it's like it's this family friendly era of wrestling where like it was an understood thing you don't curse you don't like say things that are too mean you say uh you know what the hulksters do the hulkamaniacs we fucking study Okay, <laughs> that's what the Hulkamaniacs do. Snap oh into a textbook. <laughs> <laughs> also, this um, is a weird thing I just wanted to bring up. Do you remember when Randy Savage got replaced by like a literal piece of shit in the in the Slim Jim uh, uh, lineup? I don't think I've actually. The... Yeah, I remember this that he was the Slim Jim guy. I've never seen. Him do a Slim Jim commercial, though. So there were these old Slim Jim commercials where it was him in, like, the the commentator's booth at, you know, a, a WWF thing. And he'd be like, slap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Right? And then, like, suddenly those stopped showing up. And then it was this dude who was, like, dressed like a Slim Jim. But he really just looks like a piece of shit. He just yeah. looks like a turd <laughs> in, yeah. like, a Slim Jim rapper. <laughs> That's got to hurt in terms of, like, thinking about him getting, uh, you know, getting shit on by the uh, the the music critics. He also got yeah. shit on by fucking Slim Jim, man. Totally. Tough but, life. Tough life, but he always, it, it, it it's sad. I, I, I agree. I do understand why he thought he could succeed with this album, because, yeah, he even makes reference it, to it in, in, be, in be a Man is, is like, I guess yeah, you did get a role in Spider Man <laughs> as a you were yourself, but you did a great job, and that is I think to that point the only good movie to have a wrestler it. No, they live already happened. Yes. Um. Wait, I want to talk about uh, Macho Man in Spider Man because yeah. it means so much to me. Yes, it's one of my favorite things. It is the. It is awesome. I think, Jordan, when you, you and I lived together, we used to just constantly go to each other, you're going nowhere. Yeah, you're going nowhere, Bonesaw. I wish I... <laughs> <laughs> it is he weird. would say his own name. He really... I think, like, the reason he shouts it out in that in that song is because this is, this is a year after Spider-Man. I think he genuinely thought that was the start of his career as an actor, especially right. knowing how like Hulk Hogan's was over, you know? And it breaks my heart because I really would have liked to have seen some, you know, like some oddball casting of Randy Savage. Like oh. the go-to thing would be, oh, he should have played Bane. No, Randy Savage should have been the Joker. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. You want to know how I got these scars? Oh. No, I killed the bus driver. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What doesn't kill you only makes you stranger. (laughs) I'll buy you a goldfish. (laughs) Mark Hamill. God damn it. So funny. I mean, the obvious answer is he should have had the career of Mickey Rourke post hiatus. 
Like, oh. all these roles that Mickey Rourke ended up getting should have been the <laughs> should, Macho Man. Should have been the Macho Man in The Wrestler. Yes! <laughs> Macho Man should have played Hulk Hogan in the Hulk Hogan biopic. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the best. Um, but, yeah. No, I like that there was this uh, uh, one song in this album that is so clearly trying to just be the Rough Riders album. <laughs> or Anthem. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I loved it. I just in I my head this. the whole time. I was just, uh, I I I was singing it in in my head. Stop, drop. I loved it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not like he ripped off DMX. This is his voice. He unfortunately <laughs> sounds like DMX. He just was like he's he's like people will listen to a voice like this with music. The vid you can watch him in videos. Like he has to like wind up and say ooh yeah with his face because he has a special way of saying it. So he can't be the guy in the background shouting, yeah, like Little John. He has another guy doing it. That's the thing. He made, I, I, um, Kat, you, so you genuinely, you thought the album was fun. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, like, to me, listening to a record like that, it's supposed to just be pure pump up fun. Like, it's just, it's not going to be like pensive, studious, intellectual music. Right, a hundred percent. It's just like it's a wrestler funny. making a silly record yeah. for people to get pumped up to. It was great, and there was one song that had a fucking sick guitar solo in it. Yeah, yes. At yeah. the end, it just shredding. Yeah, and not a schlub's guitar solo, a good guitar solo. Uh, cool. Yeah, it was a good one. We tried to look up the person who did on the Wikipedia. It said it was um, composed by Sean Anthony Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy was like, Shawn Michaels wrote this album? <laughs> but then I realized, no, they would have said Shawn Michaels wrote this and album. Sh- <laughs> it is just really funny that uh, Randy Savage might have just met Shawn Anthony Michaels and was and Shawn uh, Anthony Michaels was like, I just, I'm trying to get a career, but everyone thinks that I'm just this other Shawn Michaels guy. And like, Roger <laughs> Man was like... I understand being in the shadow of somebody else. Come write this album with me, kid. <laughs> Lend me your skills. I was thinking that he met him at a party or something like that, and he's like, hey, what's up? My name's Sean Anthony Michaels. He's like, Sean Michaels, brother. <laughs> we got to get you involved in the fucking production. That would have been... Uh, uh, it is. It is ironic that... It is just the name of another wrestler. <laughs> but Kat, you're you're a music reviewer. You write reviews about music. Or you do music journalism. Don't you think it's really sad that no one spotted this album for like what it was, which is just a fun and goofy thing? Like it was panned. It was. It was I don't know how upon. much spotlight yeah. it actually had because it was a wrestler album. That's one of the reasons album. why I personally just don't like to do reviews. Like I'll do. I'll do a review of a live show or something and recap what happened and give some commentary on it. But um, as a whole, the idea of saying this record is good or this record is bad has never, never really sit well with me. Um, and there are some records that are not meant to be like critically acclaimed, incredible, uh, like musical genius. They're supposed to be fun. And I think it's a good palate cleanser. <laughs> 
yeah. sometimes you want to just listen to something ridiculous totally it's yeah. like the uh it's li- like with this with the whole cardi b thing where people are like you're a bad role model and she's like i'm not supposed to be a role model yeah, yeah. you be your you i'm not also educating your she kids. absolutely is a role model like yeah. I, I would love if I have a daughter someday. I will absolutely teach her about Cardi B. She's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> teach you want to teach your daughter about uh, how to uh, like drug and rob men? Because yeah, sure. Uh, I yeah, actually agree that's with that. like a regular old Robin Hood tale. Yeah, it rules. <laughs> I you think should that should rules. Everybody should do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> steal from the men and give to yourself. And <laughs> that's how the story goes, right? Add an R to the word okay. It needs it. Okay, that's right. <laughs> Did you know she's going <laughs> to trademark that? She she love it. actually she can't do that. <laughs> I, I read from, something about her trying at least. I read that she's doing that. That is from that is from. Gay drag culture, you do not get to take that. I'm sorry. But yeah. she's, other than that, she whips ass. I love her. I don't, I, people have trademarked weirder things that don't belong to them. That's yeah. fine. If Paris sure. Hilton can trademark, that's hot. <laughs> she can do that. Didn't fucking Metallica try to sue somebody over using like a particular chord progression? Probably. I think he sued someone over the word Roff, R O F F. What? I think Metallica tried to sue somebody over the word Roth, R-O-F-F, you know, like Roth to the grocery store, Roth to the supermarket, Roth to Never Neverland. <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? <laughs> it was a long walk, but it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. I literally didn't know where that was going to end. I got bits. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh... Oh, we should talk about the uh, the Hulk Hogan song. We have to talk. I think we got to talk about three songs specifically. Okay, we got to talk about the Hulk Hogan song, dead dead friend song, <laughs> and and, and uh, when he's singing a song, an R and B song to a woman. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the R and B song is probably the weakest song on the album. I agree. It's, it is weird. Uh, you don't want that. I don't want to think about the Macho Man sexually. I don't want to think about what his love life is like. It's maybe he listens to Smash by the Offspring. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, is a professional yeah. callback. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I'm the only one in this room that's not a professional <laughs> comedian, I mean. Incidentally, you are the only music professional. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> we are a well-balanced crew. Yeah, we're music jesters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I am too. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no possible. There's so there is a lot of reference in this album to him being a desirable sex uh, symbol. I, don't, I think that's, that's impossible. Fine. I think that's fine. Him just saying fine? like the Macho Man is fucking hot, totally fine. It's yeah, when he okay. de- devotes a song to it, where it's like this is the only thing. That's when it becomes like okay. So now I have to think about. The Macho Man seducing somebody. <laughs> I have to think about him being like, "Oh yeah, you want me to get a condom out?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I have no interest in that. <laughs> Macho Man doesn't wear condoms. <laughs> Why don't we take this to my place? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't want to fucking think about that. <laughs> But it's like when it's yeah. like a, an offhand comment, then it's something from a wrestling promo. Then it's just like, 
you know, fucking Hulkster. You don't, you, you, nobody wants to fuck you. Everyone wants to fuck the Macho Man. I also want to know how uh, the female singer on that song worked up the ability to sing that slightly earnestly. <laughs> uh, the answer is $400 cash. <laughs> A good day rate. <laughs> For 2003. Yes. <laughs> That that was that was that was uh, union minimum at the time. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. It's just uncomfortable to think about. It's uncomfortable. I don't want to think about the Macho Man's dick. It also is a little uncomfortable because he's like rhyming at like an eighth degree level and trying to get laid <laughs> off of it. No, he should have brought in his brother. Yeah, who's yeah. his brother? The genius, the Mike, the Macho Man, Michael Savage. <laughs> his brother's name is Lanny. <laughs> Lanny Savage <laughs> pretty much can I ask a real question yeah yeah what came first the wrestler macho man or the song I want to be a macho man definitely the song that's from the yeah, 70s, that's from like the 70s right? did he name himself after that song it you, uh, I the thing is maybe it fucked me up it fucked me up a lot I think a year ago when I saw the Macho Man come out, and he doesn't come out to Macho Man, I know, right? It what the fuck? Maybe he Why don't get the you rights do that? To it. Huh? But he comes out to pomp and circumstance, <laughs> which is awesome. Which is, that fucking rules. If that rules, but like, that's it's probably, incredibly cool. We can all agree it's very cool. That's but like it like should be Macho public Man. domain at this point. It's probably hard to get the the rights to Macho Man. It's. I also just realized that his brother comes out in a little uh, uh, in the match I had to watch with his brother. His brother comes out with a little graduation cap and a robe, <laughs> but his but the Macho Man comes out to, like it seems like they both wanted to have the graduation gimmick. <laughs> Listen, all right, you get the robe, but I'm coming out to the song, Leon. Oh yeah, <laughs> look at you, college boy. You're not better than me. I have a good job repairing cars. <laughs> Oh yeah, I got the sixth song. <laughs> cat, do the voice. Do the voice, cat. No. Do the voice, cat. Do the voice. It, you have to try it once. Once. I will not do okay. something just because three men tell me I have to. So okay. you can all go fuck yourselves. <laughs> That's fine. Well, this feels like a good time for an ad read. Uh, today's episode of Pod Minutes to Castle is brought to you by Slim Jims. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> oh, dear boy, have you worked up a hunger? Stamps.com. <laughs> Snap Oh, yeah, them. stamps. <laughs> Break apart a Slim Jim. <laughs> oh, are you tired of going to the Slim Jim office? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the Slim Jim office. Jim, who are your boys? <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah. what do you think the Slim Jim office is like? Like the actual people who work for Slim Jim Oh my Jim God, right? Because it's probably all like aged skaters. How long do you think it's been since any of those people have pooped? <laughs> I think that's a prerequisite of working for Slim Jim. You just have to be constipated forever. Forever. <laughs> Okay, that might be the the whole the ma- Majo Man's whole thing is that he's just full of poop. That's why he has the veiny neck and the red face. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he had the heart attack. 
cat. We were all thinking it, but we weren't going to say it. Jeez Louise. Well, I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so that's the, the lady song. Uh, the What was the other one? Uh, Be a Man, the Hulk Hogan diss track. Oh, and, and then also the Dead Friends song. Yes. Okay, so Be a Man, the Hulk Hogan song. First of all, incredible. It, yes, love A it. triumph. And somehow not the song from Mulan. <laughs> I would love, let's get down to business. <laughs> Someone had to have told him that's the name of the song from Mulan. Right? <laughs> this is 2003. Yeah. It's like, ooh, what do I look like, Jackie Chan? Macho Man loves Donny Osmond. Who here? <laughs> I'm like Eddie Murphy as a tiny dragon in school. <laughs> so, okay, so incredible song, right? Yes. Really I, great. I, I think it's super funny. I love... I love a synth horn. Yes. A synth horn beat just like... It's so funny every time. It sounds like you're farting out of your mouth. That's what a synth horn sounds like. 100%. This is like... Yeah. A synth horn sounds like just like those light hangover farts. (laughs) Where they're not loud. It's just... You got to get them out. Yep. Just got to get rid of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite fart sound in the world is just. (laughs) Um, But yeah. But yeah. Fantastic. And the best part is that you know that, uh, first of all, that Hulk Hogan hates this song. Second of all, that he couldn't possibly come back from it. Like there's no way that like he could like put out his own diss track that even remotely stacks up to this. Oh, not at all. <laughs> but that's even in the song is that he's saying is uh or in the video we watched he's like uh uh Man was like that's the thing Hulk Hogan would never do anything to your face. He goes behind your back like a coward. Uh. <laughs> he says coward so much and I love it. I love, love it. I love it. I did it, it I wish more people like fucking called each other cowards. Oh my god! Because it's great. It's the best word. It's a it's a <laughs> it's it a back. funny insult. But uh, yeah, no, I love I love calling uh, him a coward. I love how it is. Um, it, it it feels like a bunch of shit is gonna get said, and it does. But it's all again Sesame Street. Yeah, everything like is just Sesame like, Street. I will district. kick your butt, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Although he does low-key, like, drop some, like... I mean, it's not like he's dropping homophobic slurs, but he is for sure calling Hulk Hogan gay in this song. Like, there's a couple of times where he's just like, oh, you do ballet, brother? I knew you had those tendencies. Yeah, I remember like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) But... Yeah. um, I was going to say, the one thing that I really appreciate about this song is something that I only just learned, like this week basically which is that hulk hogan fucking snitched on the wrestlers union yeah dude fucking in real life this isn't like some kayfabe shit where like he like this was written into the story this is some real shit he did he told vince mcmahon that they were trying to organize a union and then they got fucking squashed yeah dude what a piece of garbage yeah dude it's really fucked up he's the reason that uh, um it's uh, in the John Oliver thing, it's yeah. weird that that isn't brought up. That it's Hulk Hogan's fault. <laughs> I what think a that I, I think I think yeah. It, 
here's the thing. If John Oliver referenced Hulk Hogan, he realized he probably found that out and was like, oh my God, there's a whole nother episode over here yeah. <laughs> with all the <laughs> fucked up shit he's done. He's like the worst dude ever. What a weird... It's so weird that he's the most popular thing of anything. Right? Just... Skull the most it. popular thing of anything. Yeah. Like, it, it, in any medium, just he is a weird choice yeah. for the most popular thing. And that's the thing about wrestling is they choose who's the top yeah. person. It's not and like... They were like... <laughs> they were like, we could have this... Uh, we can have this guy with really fun hats and sunglasses. <laughs> and magic swan, tricks. Who's just a swan. Or we can have this man who has literal hot dog skin, a skullet. <laughs> <laughs> they can choose who's the guy. They can choose who's the guy, and they chose that guy. It's not like fucking baseball where you just have to make peace with the fact that Chipper Jones was a good <laughs> player at some point. Where he just like says some like off the cuff bullshit about homeless people in New York, and you're like, "Well, I'm sorry, he's just actually a good baseball player." <laughs> yeah, I know. Hulk Hogan. We've had to watch uh, two Hulk Hogan matches for the Nobodies. He is not a good wrestler. <laughs> he wasn't good at wrestling. He is a bizarre looking person. But he's a great actor. <laughs> is he? No. <laughs> and he ruined a perfectly good website. I did know. He's I, a very bad actor. I really, I remember as a kid uh, seeing, uh, I had never, I didn't watch wrestling as a kid. Uh, like, but I remember seeing the VHS cover for Mr. Nanny and being like, that, that looks awesome. Oh, I was thinking of the uh, Three Ninjas uh, High Noon at uh, Magic Mountain or whatever it is. High what? Noon at, uh, the, one of the Three Ninjas movies. One of the, He's in the uh, third sequels. one, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Mega Mountain? Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, I only saw the first Hulk Hogan, one. but it's like none of the original kids. And you're like, wow, they could get Hulk Hogan, but not the original Three Ninjas <laughs> kids. <laughs> They couldn't get the children. <laughs> they couldn't get Rocky back. <laughs> Did any of those kids grow up to do anything? I don't think so. <laughs> I just found out that um, probably became like lawyers or something valuable. <laughs> One of you them know, owns what? a chain of Dairy Queens in the Northwest. Did you just look this up? No, I made that up. It was a bit. Uh, okay. Great. I wish he did, man. That would make me really happy. Oh, I'm sorry. Call back to Riverdale. Do you know who, the, who fucking is Jughead in that show? The little kid from Big Daddy. Isn't that crazy? It's what? Fucked my yeah. whole I did life not up. know that. Actually, he's only, that... he's only half of the kid from Big Daddy because it's him and his twin brother play the kid from Big Daddy. I can't believe he has a twin brother. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And they're both just as hot. It's insane. I wish. <laughs> I just want one shot that just zooms in onto serious Jughead with... All of his gang members where he just goes, I wipe my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Um, um, okay, we should talk about the Dead Friends song and then wrap it up. It. Yeah, okay. Make it happen. But real quick, we should mention that that's kind of awesome, though, because this implies that uh, I think that maybe uh, Macho Man was a comrade. What do you mean? It's that possible. he's like, that he hates a Hulk communist? Hogan? Yeah, it, maybe he, he likes unions. Maybe he's a uh, member of the DSA. Who knows? I don't know. We'll if never he know. Was, uh, I don't know if he was. A, I mean, I guess he must have been around at least at the time that they were unionizing. Yeah. He may have been like one of their big fish that they were trying to get. 
that they hadn't really talked to him about. But the thing with Hulk Hogan okay. is that, like, you know, when you're trying to unionize a workplace where there's very specifically, like, stars and shit, like, if you get a star on your side, that means that, like, your union is going to work out because, like, the WWE can't, like, turn their back on Hulk Hogan. And then they, they approached Hulk Hogan, and he was like, uh, yeah, sure, sure thing, uh, brother. I will uh, definitely join your union. And then immediately went to Vince and was like, hey, uh, brother, they're <laughs> forming a union. You should uh, fire a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Everybody, if, uh, I have I, no idea if Randy Savage was involved in it, but uh, I know Jesse Ventura was. Yeah, it was his idea. Because he is the coolest guy. <laughs> Jesse Ventura fucking rules. He rules. <laughs> <laughs> He uh he's been, he is a guy who's also genuinely good at everything. He's great in Predator. Yeah. I love him in Predator. He's really good in Predator. <laughs> he was uh was he a good governor? Uh I don't know, but you know what? He's got the right take on 911. <laughs> he does. <laughs> what is his take on 911? Oh, yeah. He's seen documents. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've seen documents that will make your head spin. <laughs> oh my god, cuz he what was he was still in office with <laughs> As the governor of Minnesota, I have seen documents. I was involved in meetings with Russia that will make your fucking head spin. <laughs> that guy fucking rules. He's the best. I want to get drunk with Jesse Ventura so bad. More than anything, it's More, a life goal. Yeah. <laughs> he probably doesn't have anything else going on right now. He has had the most jobs. <laughs> like, what a strange career. We got to get him on the pod. <laughs> Jesse Ventura, come on the pod. We'll talk you about coward. literally any album you want. I don't give a shit. <laughs> we'll talk about unions. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Vice when they started, the where they completed their union agreement, and then Vice fired everybody. I, oh, my God. I would love to talk about this <laughs> with Jesse Ventura. I will only talk about this with Jesse Ventura. Um... Uh, but yeah, all right. Honest, Dead Friend song is hilarious, but also genuinely sad. Yeah, I feel really I feel bad, bad for, him. for him. I wish his friend was still here. Yeah. <laughs> Although I now just, he's dead, so I guess it doesn't matter. But I mean, like you know, with I him. wish I wish Randy was still here. I know. I do. I really do. I, I feel yeah. closer to him having listened to this because I only know Randy Savage from like my youth, and he was just that guy that looked like. Like a neon cowboy Ozzy Osbourne, you know. Yeah. And uh, now I know the real Randy, the the less macho Randy, the <laughs> the the Randy who's come to terms with his 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 self, you know. It's a yeah. bummer. Yeah, yeah. I, I I feel a lot closer to him, like knowing that he genuinely wanted to be a real respectable rapper, like makes me feel. All sorts of ways, man, honestly. <laughs> he should have been in Spider-Man 2 at least. I know. <laughs> have him just have he should have had the Bruce Campbell treatment where he plays someone else <laughs> in each movie. <laughs> hey, I'm an usher. Do you have a ticket? Pizza time. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he was the owner of Joe's Pizza in Spider-Man 2, I would freak the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> You should be. You should have been Sandman in Spider-Man Three. Look at me. I'm made of sand. Sandman. Macho sand gonna get you. Um, I'm the Sandy Man. Macho sand edge. <laughs> Macho Sandman. Bring you a punch. Um, 
I got one shirt the whole movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Cat, how did you feel about the sad dead friend song? Did you think it was sad or just hilarious the whole time? I thought it was both. Yeah. But I thought it was a weird choice to put it at the end of the album. And I was thinking about this, and I'm probably going to go way deeper into this than necessary. But no, that's, that's great. my job. Um, it reminded me of the days, like in the 90s, when they would always put all the really cheesy bad but like genuinely heartfelt songs at the end of the record yes because they knew that you would probably have the cd in your car and just play like the first five songs on a cd over and over and over again and not get to the end unless you really wanted to and uh like on all like the major pop hits of the 90s that's what always happened and so i wonder if that's like left over from that like here's all the pump up songs at the beginning and then there's just like this really weird dead friend song at the end of this <laughs> record that isn't good at all but it is it does tug at your heartstrings and yeah and it's very sweet and it, it should be there it's just not really like a party jam that belongs at the beginning yeah. <laughs> it's also it's just um that's the thing is because he makes a homophobic joke at Hulk Hogan but then on the cover of this album he is dressed like a cartoon version of a gay person in the <laughs> 90s like it is just he lo- he is a Tom of Finland drawing yes. come to life <laughs> right um and then Tom Finland quote where he says that a, a a piece of art isn't successful unless he ends with an erection. <laughs> ah! Fuck, he rules. He fucking rules. He fucking rules. But um, you know, also, and the end of this is just literally the most romantic song ever written about a, a man. Even more than a, a, any song I've heard a woman write about a man. Like this is it. Yeah. You're fucking perfect everything we miss your perfect i miss your perfect dick <laughs> <laughs> i miss your warm breath you have a perfect neck. dick oh, yeah. i miss my dad friend <laughs> yeah i i i also i remember there was like one line where he's like you were perfect there's no question that like wrestling was the thing. I can't remember the line, but it was like no question that wrestling was a thing for you. I was like, dude, wrestling killed him, and also in like a day tomorrow, you also. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe that. Oh god, the poor dude. Fuck. 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 Favorite songs. I think my favorite song was. The Are You Ready song, because it was just so funny and so... It's just, catchy as hell. <laughs> yeah. I think I might listen to that at the gym tomorrow or something. <laughs> oh, God. Remember that one song, uh, like, Feel the Madness, when there's a person genuinely doing a black metal scream in the I background? Know, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Madness. Okay, what what's the name of that really awful band you guys listened to a few weeks Broken ago? Side. Okay, Broken Side. Yeah. That song reminded me of Broken Side. Yeah. This is like a proto Broken Side, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. What if that song is where Broken Side got their thing? <laughs> Macho Man, no. No. I I refuse to believe that the absolute boy Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> the boy. <laughs> he can do he can do coffee magic. <laughs> you know that if we like talk to him for more than like half an hour, we'd probably hate him. 
Who, Macho Man? Yeah. It's like either- Hulk Hogan is is the victim of having been heard on on a recording. I'm sure if we heard like if, if there was enough coverage of Macho Man Randy Savage, he probably would have said some racist shit too. <laughs> oh, I don't I, I I mean there's he clearly has a lot of platforms to <laughs> to say his thoughts. <laughs> he hasn't been at a lack of We time. watched him on Arsenio Hall and Arsenio was like, Do you cry, Macho Man? He's like, Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> I've cried before I cry again. It's not not macho to cry. The only macho thing is to cry. Yeah, he, <laughs> uh, the Macho Man clearly, it back in 1992, had a healthy view on masculinity. <laughs> it's just he also was filled filled with uh, inherent homophobia because he grew up in the wrestling business, and yeah. a, a, we all did. <laughs> in the Except for night. me. Except for you. <laughs> I grew up on Star Trek. <laughs> Um, I think Star my, Trek fantasy. I think my favorite song is the Hulk Hogan diss track. I fucking love it. I love that he's taking it to the Hulkster. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to hearing his response. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, Hulk. Coward. Hulk, you were allowed back at WrestleMania now uh, for some fucking reason. And it better be to finally respond to the Macho Man's <laughs> Use your platform wisely, you fucking bitch. You coward. You fucking coward. coward. Oh, my God. Um, I think my favorite song has to be... Um, yeah, it's also the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, dude. It rules. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's so goddamn funny. Um. Or the are you ready? Because I wasn't ready. Yeah. It started and I was like, am I not having the worst? It is so weird that this isn't a train wreck. I know. It's the only time I've ever heard a song where like the conceit is are you ready? And I was not ready. Usually you're just like, you're like, yes, I, I, okay, you don't need to prepare me for your album. I understand. I'm ready. This is the only time I was like, you know what? I I might not be. (laughs) The thing is, is that it was like, here's the thing. I wasn't prepared. Uh, but I think I might now be thanks to this song. This was the ex. This is the musical exposition I needed to understand the tale of Macho Man's rap album. Uh, my favorite, I think, actually was "I'm Back" for the same reason as you guys. Like once it kicked in, I was like, "Oh fuck, does this whip ass? Tell me this doesn't whip ass." Um, it was definitely either that one or it was the one song where he squeezed in as many "Oh yeahs" as he could. <laughs> Because you know my guy didn't sample those. He was just like, let me do another. I can do it better. Oh, yeah. Let's get another take of that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I uh, I think I might have emphasized the O too much on that one. <laughs> oh, my God. Is the Macho Man also the Kool-Aid guy? <laughs> or Might is just well the Kool-Aid be. guy ripping off Macho Man? I think Macho Man was ripping off the Kool-Aid guy. He's from the 70s. The Kool-Aid guy is not from... What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kool-Aid guy's been around forever. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh-huh. Think about Kool-Aid. That's a very old drink. Right, but I think... Th- I, I'm sure the, 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 the image of the little jug man uh, has been around since the 70s, but lit a commercial with him, I don't think. Maybe Why they never put the two and two together? At least, like, little cartoony strips. Like, they did, probably did, like, little, like... They probably had, like, a comic about him. They probably did. They should have done a fucking. You remember when they did the video game about the Seven Up Dot? 
Yeah. Oh my god, he would have a great video game. Right, the fucking oh the my whole god, game would just rule. be bursting through different types of walls. Oh my god. Oh, I thought you were talking about Macho Man like having his own video game. Oh, he should have had like, one. Oh too, yeah. Welcome to Macho Man's parallel parking simulator. <laughs> Whoops, you had a heart attack. You're dead. <laughs> Welcome to Macho Man Randy Savage Pro Skater 2. <laughs> Eat the skateboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. The plugs? Yeah, let's do plugs. I, uh, I, yeah, the consensus uh, is we had a great time listening yeah, to this. This album whips ass. Everyone should listen to I'm it. I'm so... It is... I don't think we're properly expressing how shocking it is that this album is really fun, but I had a great time. <laughs> yeah. This is probably the first album that we're going to end up saying that we actually recommend listening yeah, to. Yeah, I recommend it's it. sick as hell. You got to listen to it, guys. got to hear it. The weather's getting nicer. You're going to have a barbecue. You're going to throw this song on. You're going to turn to your friends and go, hey, does anybody want another hot dog? And you're going to have a great time. <laughs> it's perfect, yeah, because hot dogs are the color of... of uh, your energy. Th- yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, plugs. Cat, you want to plug? Uh, does that mean where I'd say my social media account? Yes. Yep. Cool. You can find me on Instagram. I'm Cat Jones, C A T J O O O N E S. Cat Jones. And uh, Twitter at Cat Jones Soda. Cool. Do you have any articles that you want to plug that you put out? Um, Anything? I recently did a big interview with the New York hardcore band Show Me the Body. Hell yeah. Check that out. Um, And you can go on YouTube and you can see uh, Kerrang's series called The K-Pit that I talked about before. We have a whole playlist of those on there. And we are streaming the one with a Baltimore band called Sharp Tooth um, this Thursday. So that should be out by the time this comes out. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, you can find. Wait, me wait, 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 Jeremy! You got to plug this like your Macho Man. <laughs> yeah, you, Why is he being so intense about the voice today? You got to cut a promo. You got to do it. We love right. doing the voice. I know we it's like very fun on the show. Okay. Oh, the Hulkster doesn't want to know about <laughs> Jeremy Hammond's Twitter page. Check him out at at Jeremy Thunder. <laughs> He's posted all kinds of. Funny tweets about anime and socialism. <laughs> oh, and don't forget to check out his podcast. It's not the same one as this one, but the Hulkster doesn't want you to know about that. It's the cream of the crop, brother. It's the creamiest one around. It's called Ballin' Out Super. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they watch Dragon Ball and try to tie it into modern politics. It doesn't make sense, but you know what? You should slap into a snap into a the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me tell you, you're gonna follow me on Twitter, even though I don't use it that much. But if I did, you better know that I would rise to the top with all of the likes. You can follow <laughs> me at Mr. Jordan Olds. You follow my dog; it's a very cute dog, cutest dog you've ever seen on Instagram <laughs> at Great Hambino. Okay, who yeah. <laughs> We just put out our season finale. You think we're going? We ain't going nowhere. (laughs) 
Go ahead, Drew. <laughs> Jordan's actually turning red just the exact same way. Dude, it's so hard. It's hard. Go ahead, Drew. Oh, yeah. Drew Kaufman's ready. You guys ever want to go to Japan? Well, Drew did, and he took a bunch of photos. Yeah, you can see them all on at Drew Kaufman Photography. <laughs> Don't forget to follow him on Insta on Twitter at Diet underscore Hellboy. And guess what? It's tastier than a WWF superstar bar with the cookie <laughs> on top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we're all canceled. Yeah, we're all done. Every single one of us. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right, click the microphone at the top of the page. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye.